from stained glass to strong faith. According to many scholars, brothers and sisters, Golgotha and the ancient site of Mount Moriah may be the same place. 2,000 years before Christ died, the Hebrew patriarch Abraham ascended the mountain with his son Isaac. When Isaac questioned his father about a sacrifice, Abraham told his son that God would provide the lamb. And in Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, God provided the perfect lamb, the true Passover lamb. The book of Hebrews says that Abraham received his son back from the dead. And like Abraham, God received Jesus back to himself when he raised Jesus from the dead on resurrection morning, which is why we Christians come to church every Sunday to celebrate that he is risen from the dead. Brothers and sisters, no other story in Genesis or indeed the entire Old Testament can match the sacrifice of Isaac for its haunting beauty and its theological depth. The Bible tells us that the Lord tempted Abraham. This was not a temptation to do evil because the book of James says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. This is not a temptation to evil. This is a trial or a test of Abraham's faith and obedience, which will be strained to the uttermost in order to reveal his deepest emotional attachment. Abraham is torn between his faith in the divine promises of God and the command that promised to nullify what God had just promised in chapter 21. Abraham is torn between his affection for Isaac and his love for God. Hear me, brothers and sisters. Crises that test faith and obedience to the uttermost are still a part of the disciples walk with God. If you would live godly in Christ Jesus, you will suffer persecution. If you will walk with God, you will be tested. A faith that cannot be tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. Now hear me. It is one thing to trust God while waiting on a promise to be fulfilled. But it is quite another thing to trust God when he asks you to give up what he just gave. Can I run that by you one more time? 
It's one thing to trust God while you're waiting for the promise, but it's another thing altogether when God gives you the promise and then takes it back. Hear me, beloved. The Lord will let you live long enough to prove whether or not you believe everything you confess. Like Abraham and Job, we will be called upon by God to prove whether or not we love God for what he provides or do we love God because of who he is. Real faith, real faith is always tested. And beloved, contrary to popular opinion, even though you are going through it, the test is never about you. Somebody ought to help me preach it. You are going through it, but it's not for you. Listen to this. This, this, is, the, this is the strongest line in this little sermon. When God trusts you not when you trust God when God trusts you he will test you to show you that he can take care of you in the test and to show the world that he's worthy to be praised so that when you come out God gets the glory I wish I had somebody who's gone through some fiery trials. I wish I had somebody who knows what it means to cry when nobody's around to dry your tears. I need somebody who can help me testify that I have been strained almost to losing control, but then God showed up and made a way I don't know way. I don't know how. I can't explain it. I can't put my finger on it. I just know I'm here this morning by the grace of God. Walk with me around the text. Abraham was 75 when God made him a promise. 25 years have passed and the promise has not been fulfilled. And so Abraham and Sarah hatch a plan to help God keep his word. And Sarah suggests that he goes in to have sex with her handmaid, Hagar, who is a younger woman who can bear him a child. And Abraham does not complain. As a matter of fact, he starts singing, I've had some good days. I've had some hills to climb. He goes into this young woman and has a baby, and now Sarah is upset because Ishmael is not the promise. He waits, God waits until Sarah is 90 and Abraham is almost a hundred 
and then God revives them sexually and sends the angel to tell Abraham that Sarah is going to get pregnant and when Sarah hears the word she falls out laughing am I going to have a child in my old age and the Lord says why is Sarah laughing is there anything too hard for God somebody ought to help me answer that this morning the very fact that you and I are saved mean that there's nothing too hard for God because I should have been in hell this morning you should have been in hell this morning but he looked beyond our faults and the child is named Isaac which means laughter and now Sarah can't take it that Hagar and her boy are still around because Ishmael is in the way of Isaac she tells Abraham to get rid of that woman and her son. Abraham listens to Sarah and sends Hagar and Ishmael away and they are about to die of thirst and God hears their cry. And there's a well right near where they need to be because God provides even when you disobey. Somebody should have shouted right there. Because even when we walk away from his will, he still makes a way. He is still gracious even in our sinful mistakes. God still blesses us. He lets his sun shine on the just and the unjust. And then the scripture says, after these things, after he has sent Hagar and Ishmael away and God provides for them, feeds them, takes care of them. After these things, after Isaac is born and Abraham carries Isaac on his shoulders everywhere he goes because he's proud and he wants all of his hundred-year-old friends to know, look what I did. He dotes on that boy. He loves Isaac because Isaac is his uniquely born son. Begotten when he was dead sexually. His, his only begotten, his uniquely born son. And after, after all the blessings, after God has blessed him and Sarah, after life is going sweet, everything is coming up roses, God says, Abraham, and he says, here I am. Take your only son, your uniquely born son, the one whom you love, and bring him to a mountain that I will show you and offer him up as a burnt offering. Are y'all listening to me? And the scripture says, without question, Abraham saddles his donkey, gets his servants, 
get some wood, get Isaac, and they are on their way to the place that God will show them. Three days later, they reach Mount Moriah. Abraham says to his servants, wait here while me and the boy go yonder to worship and we will return to you. He knows that God has called him to kill Isaac and he calls it worship. And until you lay your Isaac down, you can't worship. Until you kill what's between you and God, you'll never shout on Sunday morning. Until you can put your reputation on the altar. Until you can put your education on the altar. Until you can put your money on the altar. Until you can put your feelings on the altar. Until you can put your will, your desire, your emotion, your self-esteem on the altar. You will never be able to worship God because you're too busy worshiping you. They're on the way. I want you to, I want you to get something. When God calls Abraham to take Isaac to Moriah, he says, here I am. And on the way, Isaac knows something is up. And he looks at his father, and his father looks at him. And Isaac can see it in his eyes that Abraham is being called to do the impossible. He says, Father, I see the wood. I see the fire. But where's the lamb? But before Abraham answers that question, I need you to back up with me. When God calls him, he says, here I am. But when Isaac asks a question, he says, here am I. What is the mileage between here I am and here am I? What is the distance between here I am and here am I? Let me see if I can help you. Here I am is geographical location. But here am I is spiritual condition. Because between here I am and here am I, Abraham had to say, Lord, I don't understand how you're going to work it out, but I trust you. And trusting God may leave you with a broken heart, but God will fix it for you. Is there anybody here? Know that you have had some trials that almost took you under, but when you look back over your life and see how God kept you, your testimony is, here am I. 
I am thine, O Lord. I've heard your voice. And it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer, drawn to thee. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and my will be lost in thy. Abraham had killed Isaac before he put him on the altar. Can I make that make sense? Window number three and window number seven, Jesus carrying his cross and, and, and Isaac carrying the wood to his sacrifice. Jesus laid down his life on the cross, but he died in the garden of Gethsemane. Y'all missed that. He laid down his life on the cross, but by the time he got to the cross, he was already dead. Because he said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but let your will be done. And when Jesus said, nevertheless, he died before he got to Calvary. Can I take it a, a step further? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego died before they got in the fiery furnace. Because they said, oh king, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. Because the God we serve is able. And he will deliver us out of your hand. Here is the shout, but if not, we are still not going to bow. And I need somebody this morning who is strong enough to say, devil, shoot your best shot. Satan, come at me with everything you got. I trust God. And if God does not deliver me, I'm still going to shout something if God does not make a way, I'm still going to pay my tithe. If God does not see me through, I'm still going to wave my hand. I'm trying to grow some strong Christians in here this morning who can walk with your back straight, with your head erect, and say, I'm not going to wait till the battle is over. I'm going to go ahead and shout right now. I don't have the house, but I'm going to shout. I don't have the promotion, but I'm going to have a shout. Because God's still feeding me. I still got a roof over my head. I still got food on my table. God is still able. If he doesn't open the door, if he doesn't dry a tear, 
if he doesn't answer my prayer, I'm still going home with a song in my heart. And then I'm going to come back here next Sunday and say, now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all I can ask or think and, and then some, some smart person will say but God didn't answer your prayer and you respond to them by saying I'm here he woke me up this morning and if he woke me up this morning there might be a possibility that he gonna do what I asked him to do but if not Yeah. They are going up Mount Moriah. And I, I want to thank you, Holy Ghost. I hadn't thought about this. Isaac said, I see the wood, I see the fire, I feel the flames, but where's the lamb? Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb this, this is what the Holy Ghost just, just put in my head I don't know if that's a prayer or if that's faith talking Abraham could have said it like this God will provide or he could have said it like this God please provide But whether it is a prayer or faith, faith becomes the prayer. I don't know how you're going to fix it. And it's not up to me to know how you're going to fix it. God, fix it. I, I, I hate, not, not hate, that's too strong a word. I, I don't like people saying this because it's so trite and so pedantic and people say it so much, but it goes right here. Why are you trying to figure it out? God has already worked it out. Because right here is the provision. They are going up Mount Moriah and Abraham has every intention of killing Isaac. And Isaac knows it. Abraham is 115. Isaac is a strong strapping teenage boy who could have easily overpowered his 115-year-old father. But he willingly surrenders to his father's will. Jesus willingly surrenders to the father's will. While they are going up the mountain, 
Abraham has a knife, he has some wood, he has a fire, and he is building an altar, and Isaac doesn't run. He's building a fire, and Isaac doesn't run. Because love stays. It was not the nails that kept Jesus on the cross. It was love that kept Jesus on the cross. Because Jesus could have called legions of angels and they would have come to his defense, but he had already said, nevertheless. And right here is provision. I see the wood, I see the fire, where is the lamb? My son, God will provide himself. And they're coming up the mountain. And while they are moving this way, provision is moving this way. There's always a gap between what you have and what God is going to do. Don't let what you don't have prevent you from thinking about what God is going to do. Because while you are coming up one side with your head bowed, God is coming up the other side with the answer to your prayer. While you are coming up one side worrying about how it's going to work out, God is coming with the fix for your problem on the other side. When they got up to the mountain and Abraham was about to kill Isaac, the angel of the Lord said, Abraham, Abraham, don't lay your hand on the boy because now I know that you fear God. And there are some things about your faith that you will never discover until you go through a fiery trial. You don't know how strong you are until you have to stand up under something. I wish I had a witness here this morning. You don't know what God is getting ready to do in your life. Don't give up yet. The battle is not yours. The battle belongs to the Lord, and the Lord will get the victory. You just stand there and let God fight your battle. Somebody, somebody walked out on you and said you'd never be anything. You ain't going to make it without me. You ought to call them this morning. You, you ought to send them a text. You ought to FaceTime them. And say, look at all this stuff I got since you've been gone. Boy, you was holding me back. I should have been got rid of you. I wish I had somebody to help me preach here. 
There's some friends in your life you may have to unfriend if God's going to bless you. Because everybody don't want to see you shout. Everybody don't want to see you clapping your hand. And when you cry, people looking at you say, I wonder what's wrong. It's probably some trouble. I ain't crying about no trouble. I'm grateful over God's blessings. I got so much to be grateful for. I got so much to shout about. I got so much to be thankful for. That's why I'm waving my hands. That's why I'm giving God the glory. Because he brought me out. But here is the purpose. God tests Abraham's faith for a purpose of getting glory. And when Abraham is about to kill his boy, God sends an angel to stop him because God will not let you do for him what he's getting ready to do for you. God will not let you out-sacrifice him. Abraham turns around and there's a ram caught by his horns in the thicket. Abraham gets that ram out of the bush, lays him on the altar, instead of Isaac and Jesus went to Calvary instead of me it should have been me it should have been you on that cross but Jesus went to the cross in my place he became sin for us who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God. In the fullness of time, God sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but shall have everlasting life. That's the provision. That's the purpose. I'm through. Here's the picture. Abraham, after God got through showing him that the test was not for him, but the test was to prove how good God is. Abraham called that mountain Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh means God will see to it. God will provide. God will see to it. God will provide. God will see to it. God will provide. God. We'll see to it. God will provide. God will see to it. See to what, Reverend? See to my enemy. 
see to my heartbreak. He will see to the problems on my job. He will see to the people trying to pull me down behind my back. He will see to it that I got food on my table. He will see to it that the doctor's report does not make a difference. He will see to it that when my money is low, he'll send somebody to help me on my journey. God will see to it that when I'm down, he'll raise me up. God will see to it that when I'm crying, he'll dry my tears. God will see to it that when my child won't act right, he'll regulate his mind. God will see to it. Now, I'm going to tell you like my mama used to tell us, I ain't playing with you now. I ain't playing. You think I'm playing? Keep it up. I ain't playing with you. I need somebody here to help me for real. I ain't playing with you. Who knows? Not because of what somebody told you. Not because of what you heard at the Woman Thou Art Loose conference. Not because of what somebody put on Facebook or Instagram. You know because you've been there yourself. God will provide. I ain't playing with y'all. I'm through preaching now. I'm finna start hollering. I'm, 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 I'm gonna put my little sermon back where I had it. I'm finna start. I'm finna start shouting right now. I, I'm not playing. I need somebody here who knows that you know that you know. God will provide. And the reason why you know God will provide is because you drove up in his provision. You're going home to his provision. You're going to sit down at lunch to his provision. You're going to go to work in the morning because of his provision. You're going to have somebody who loves you because of his provision. If you know God will provide, don't look at nobody right now. I'm not going to tell you to tell your neighbor nothing. You ought to know for yourself. You don't need to shout on your neighbor's testimony. I need somebody who knows in your seat by yourself that God will provide. You've seen God move some things in your life. You've watched God do some things in your situation. You've heard God tell you some things other people couldn't even hear. You've watched God move in mysterious ways. And since God has been your provision, since God has been your protection, since God has opened doors for you, since God has dried tears for you, right where you're standing, why don't you help me praise God? I'm not playing with you now. I need a real worshiper here. I need a real believer this morning. I need somebody who got a real testimony. God will provide. God will make a way. God
God will see you through. God will open a door. God will let the sun shine in your life. God will answer your prayers. God will come to your rescue. God will raise you off your sick bed. God will put money in your pocket, shoes on your feet, bread on your table. God will be a mother for you. He'll be company for you. He'll be a lawyer for you. He'll be a doctor for you. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he make a way out of no way? I see Jesus headed up Calvary's hill. The cross got so heavy, they called a black man by the name of Simon of Cyrene. He got with Jesus and helped him to lift that cross. He took the cross off Jesus and put it on his own shoulder. And my question today is must Simon bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross. No, there's a cross. No, there's a cross for everyone. And there is a cross for me. Simon carrying that cross must have made an impression on him. Simon carrying that cross must have saved him. Because when he got home that afternoon, he started talking about what happened on a hill called Calvary. His wife heard him talking about it. His children heard him talking about it. It must have did something to his children because when Jesus died and rose from the grave, Simon told his family about it. And if you don't think that makes a difference, read Romans at chapter 16. When Paul gives salutations, he mentions two names. Tell Rufus and Alexander, thank you for helping me in my ministry. Rufus and Alexander were the two sons of Simon of Cyrene. If you carry the cross, it'll crucify your children. If you bear your cross, it'll crucify your family. If you bear your cross, it'll make a difference in your home. Is there anybody here? No, God can fix it for you. I need you to help me shout right now. I need you to help me give God some praise. If he brought you out, if he provided for you, if he made a way for you, don't wait for somebody else to shout. Go ahead, shout right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I've seen the lightning flash. I've had the
the thunder roll I felt sin's breakers dashing trying to conquer my soul but I heard I said I heard I heard the voice of Jesus bidding me still fight on he promised he promised do you know he promised why don't you grab somebody tell them whatever you're going through he promised he promised he promised I know he's all right with me he talks with me have you tried him won't he bring you out won't he make a way won't he dry your tears tell him thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you for my mother. Thank you for my father. Thank you for my sister. Thank you for my brother. Thank you for transportation. Thank you for a bed to sleep in. Thank you for food to eat. Thank you, I got a good appetite. Thank you. God will provide.